0: All right, I just hit record here. Let's look at John chapter 7. Can you make sure everybody's got a handout for me, brother? And I'm going to just present something here this morning. You you may have heard it if you've been around here any time, but I I think it... Yeah, I've, I've got all I need. Um, you've heard the principle of insulation versus isolation and I think John 17 here presents a case for this And, and we'll just say what I mean by that And I didn't find the exact verse that says this, but we all know that we are in the world, but we're not to be of the world. And so look here at John 17 and verse 14. And the Bible says here, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. And they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And then he says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And so, kind of a definition here is is word versus world <clears throat> and so <clears throat> we're going to we're going to see that this morning illustrated by the nation of Israel because <clears throat> i don't think any of us have been called to become monks do you just to go set in a cave somewhere or dwell on a mountaintop alone because, you know, we, we are to engage with the lost world and try to win them to Christ. We are to disciple and build up people in their faith. And so we are meant to be in community. So, so, so think about this for a minute. If you think about Israel, and today we're going to talk about Ammon, I think it's spelled that way, and last week we talked about Moab, today we're going to talk about Edom, Uh, a couple weeks ago we talked about Egypt, and uh, even the, the Palestinians, or the Philistines, I'll put it to this uh, and uh, meanwhile and and all these are enemies of Israel meanwhile Babylon's over here and so all these people and you got Syria up here and all these are enemies you got uh, Lebanon up here and that's where Tyre and Tyrus were. Hey, Rinkers, you guys got a gift waiting for you. Oh, we do. Well, it's from the Stovalls. Pam's got it there. Oh, yeah,
1: cool.
0: Yeah. They were thinking, uh, is it Noah that's...
2: They're both teething.
0: They're both teething. No, oh, huh.
2: That should be fun.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Brian, Kaylee, we're just introducing this concept of being insulated versus isolated. And all of us are in the world, but we're not of the world. And the, and the good news is that greater is he that is in you than to he that is in the world. And so we're, we're looking at Israel again, and all these nations, they are against Israel. And we're, we're going to look at Ammon and uh, Edom today. And we have already talked about the Egyptians and the Philistines. And does it, does anybody else ever feel like that? Just everything is against you. <laughs> and it it just says there that God, that Jesus gave His disciples the word, and by doing that, the world hates them. You ever feel like? maybe there's certain individuals that hate you, but the world in general hates Christians, don't they? And so how do we bear up under that? And I was just saying how that greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. So if you're in fellowship with God, you and I can be a majority of one, can't we? That's a wild thing to think about. Of all the peoples of the world... If you, if God is in you and you're in fellowship with Him, you can overcome the world, even our faith. That's what John says. And so, uh, but what Israel did, and i um I'm trying to think of the best way to show this, but there was times when... <coughs> think about this, this is going to sound bad, but do you know in Judges, God told Israel to go into this promised land and kill all the men and women and children. It sounds horrific. God told them to do that, but do you know that's exactly what you and I need to do? We need to mortify the deeds of this body, don't we? We need to kill it. We can't let sin dwell in us. And and then what, what we're to do, Israel was to kind of put a, a buffer you know, when they had conquered, when they had conquered these enemies, a lot of them began paying tribute to them. They they were it was a peace time, but uh, there was times some of these neighboring nations they were told go make peace with if they'll make peace with you, be at peace with them. But in here, in the promised land, they were to eradicate the enemies. But, as a rule, they didn't always do that, did they? And you and I don't always do that either? So, if we let sin dwell in our mortal bodies, you know we all know what it's like to feed unhealthy appetites, and pretty soon you got a problem well that's what happened to israel the the Moabite god of uh Chemosh came in they began worshipping Baal from Babylon they began getting false gods and it corrupted them from within and so uh, I I had a little note here I want to get that back oh here it is I'll put it in here Just like the Lord gives us all that we need God had given Israel the land He gave them a law He gave them a king He gave them a kingdom He gave them work to do He gave them people that would be subjects He fed them with food He developed a system of worship. And all this was kind of a theocracy, and and God set it up under the law to honor and glorify Him. But all these other things kind of crept in. And uh, now now let's all go to Jeremiah 49. And Did you guys get one of our handouts? Uh, Let's all look at Jeremiah 49. because i'm looking at this chapter this week and you can kind of get bogged down in the details so i wanted us to kind of step back and see a big picture but does this kind of help uh... give us at least an application israel should have done what each of one of us should have done that's that's what we're saying they should have uh... purified themselves with the hope they had but like all of us we get a little curious Well these people over here are doing that that looks kind of fun and let's do that and let's watch this and let's go there and pretty soon you know the Bible says a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump like putting yeast into bread you can't even see yeast at least not when it's needed but over time you can tell that it's in there because the the bread gets raises and uh, and so that leaven has leavened the whole lump and and now what we're going to read today once they once they captured Jerusalem Jerusalem is like right in there and once they destroyed it and and once the nation of Israel collapsed now God is dealing with all these other nations and uh, let's read these first six verses are about the Ammonites and uh, Pam, why don't you read three verses and then Pat you read three verses? Let's let's read these first six verses here.
2: Concerning the Ammonites, thus saith the Lord, hath Israel no sons, hath he no heir, find them doth their king inherit Gad, and his people dwell in his cities. Therefore, behold the days come, saith the Lord, that I will cause an alarm of war to be heard and wrapped in the rabbi of Am- the Ammonites, and it shall be a desolate heap, and her daughters shall be burned with fire. Then shall Israel be heir unto them that were his heirs, saith the Lord. How, O Heshbon, for I is spoiled. Cry, ye daughters of Prabah, gird you with sackcloth, lament, and run to and fro by the hedges, for their king shall go into captivity, and his priests and his princes together.
1: Wherefore glorious thou in the valleys of thy, full, thy flowing valley, O backsliding daughter, that trusted in her treasure, saying, Who shall come unto me? Behold, I will bring a fear upon thee, saith the Lord God of hosts, from all those that be about, and ye shall be driven out of the hand rightfully, and none shall gather up him that wandereth. And afterward I will bring again the captivity of the children of Amen.
0: So these are the Ammonites. And uh, does anybody know what they're called today? What is that country today? What do you think? They're 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 Arabians. Uh, Yeah, Arabia is kind of down here now. So you're not far off. Um, The hint is this river right here. The hint is the river. Okay. What's the name of the river?
2: The
0: river It's the Jordan River. So this is the the nation. This is no more Ammon. It's Jordan. We we've all heard of Jordan and. Um, have you heard of the West Bank in the news? And so, kind of what that means, it's the West Bank of the Jordan River. And so, a good part of Arabians or Jordanians are occupying the West Bank. It's, you know, th- this is uh, north, east, south, and west. So, this is the The West Bank and today think about this in the 90s all of us lived in the 90s in the early 90s especially you heard a lot about suicide bombers and marketplaces and people blowing up buses of people you remember all that what 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 Israel did under uh, their prime minister was Ariel Sharon at the time. He built a wall around the West Bank and uh, it 's wild it 's over five hundred kilometers so so this this country is one hundred and twenty miles by about seventy miles and the, i i I'm almost positive this wall that they built is like five hundred kilometers, so it's like two or three hundred miles that this they built this wall and it goes all the way and uh it it even uh it even encompasses uh, Bethlehem. So when we went to Bethlehem, it was a we had to go through a checkpoint. We had to go through the wall in a bus to get to Bethlehem. The the birthplace of Christ is not controlled by Jews. It's it's under Arab control. And so there's just a lot of kind of But you know what it did? When they built that wall, we haven't heard about suicide bombers for 20 some years. It 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 eradicated uh, I think they told us 97 or 98% of all suicide bombers and a lot of stabbings because I think it's illegal to have guns there, but it, it got rid of a lot of crime by putting up this wall. And uh, anyway, I don't know why I got into all that, but does anybody know what the capital of Jordan is? I wouldn't have known it either. Whoa, whoa, it's A M M. it's either a n or e n so their capital today is amon do, do you see how similar it is to the the original name of the people and uh, so, so yeah Amon Jordan and I, I wonder it could be pretty close to where Heshbon is that you guys just read about so uh, anyway a little bit of history but it's it's right up to date with modern times and uh, <clears throat> let, let's all hold our place here and go just one book over to Ezekiel or two books I guess Jeremiah Lamentations Ezekiel I think that's right let's go to Ezekiel 25 and I want you guys to see something things like this is why I believe God because you think wow what because what what you guys what Pam and Pat read is God is going to let the Babylonians destroy the Ammonites after they just destroyed Jerusalem but I Brian, would you read these first five verses of Ezekiel 25? Yes. Uh, uh, The word of the Lord came again
1: unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against the Ammonites, prophecy against them, prophesy against them, to say unto the Ammonites, hear the word of the Lord God, thus saith the Lord God, because thou saidest, Aha, uh-huh, against my uh, sanctuary, when it was profaned and against the land of Israel, and they was desolate and against the house of Judah, when they went to captivity. Behold, therefore, I will deliver thee to the men of the east for possession, and they shall set their uh, houses in thee, and make their dwellings in thee. They shall eat thy fruit, and they shall drink thy milk. And I will make Rabah a stable for camels, and the Ammonites a couching place for flocks. And you shall
0: know that I am the Lord. And, and part of the reason I took us here is in verse three that Brian read. <clears throat> these Ammonites, whenever whenever Jerusalem was profaned, they said, Aha. Aha. Jerusalem. They got what was coming to them. You know, good for you, Babylonians. Destroy our enemies. And so they were really happy about the Babylonians destroying and profaning Jerusalem and the temple. And uh, did everybody see that? They When 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 the sanctuary of God was destroyed, aha! D- do you ever feel like that when, when you stumble? Do you feel like your enemies are saying yeah, that serves them Christians, you know, they were just a hypocrite anyway, or you know what I'm saying? we. And so, you know, even when, uh, like, Jimmy Swaggart or, you know, Jim Baker and some famous Christians fell, we kind of need to be careful there, don't we, about saying, aha, yeah, hanging out with prostitutes, you know, we. you know, <coughs> I'm certain that both of these folks and a lot of other Christian people you can point to, you know, that are are truly born again. When they fall, we got to be careful that you know those are not our enemies. And uh, anyway, I believe that's why God let the Ammonites uh, be destroyed because of just their heart was so uh, against the Jews. Does that make sense? And so that's really this first section of Jeremiah 49. <clears throat> and, and we're, we're going to see the exact same thing happened with the Edomites. And so let's go back to Jeremiah 49. And in this chapter, uh, let's just read verse uh, 9 and 10. Back in Jeremiah 49... And uh, Kaylee, I don't know if you want to read or you want to pass Um, verse 9 and 10 of Jeremiah 49.
2: uh, Okay. Uh, 9 and 10. Yeah. If great gatherers come to thee, would they not leave the leaning grapes If thieves by night, they will destroy until they have it up. But I have made his all there, I have uncovered his secret places,
0: and he shall not be able to hide himself. His seed is spoiled and his brethren and his neighbors will be Yeah and uh, Notice it, it talks about Esau there. Let me do this uh, And you're all right there. Look, look at verse seven. He says concerning Edom. And here's your first, uh, your next blank. Esau is Edom. His descendants, the Esau's descendants, become the Edomites. And so. our Bible uses them interchangeably. And there's at least three times in the Bible that the Bible actually says, Edom is Esau, or Esau is Edom. And uh, what Kaylee read there, these secret places, uh, we believe are a... uh, a reference to Petra. Petra is kind of a, a hiding place in the in the rocks, the mountainous regions of Seir. And uh, now, now look down at verse 19 of this same chapter. And uh, somebody read if they would 19 all the way through verse 22 so four verses there more uh, Angie
2: <clears throat> the same chapter 49 yeah 19
0: through
2: 22 yeah behold he shall come up like a lion from the swelling of jordan against the habitation of the strong but i will suddenly make him run away from her and who is the chosen man that i may appoint over her for who is like me, and who will appoint me to time? And who is that shepherd that will stand before me? Therefore hear the counsel of the Lord that he hath taken against Edom and his purposes that he hath purposed against the inhabitants. Surely the Lord. Shall out. Surely they shall make their habitations desolate with them. The earth is moved at the noise of their fall, at the cry of the noise thereof was heard in the Red Sea. Behold, he shall come up and fly as the eagle, and spread his wings over Bashan. And at that day shall the heart of the mighty men of Edom be as the heart of a woman in pain.
0: And right, right at the end of verse twenty-one, Angie read something about the Red Sea. And uh, <clears throat> the Red Sea. Um, And I don't know if you know this, but uh, Esau, uh, even the name Adam, Adam the first man, uh, his name means uh, red or red earth, and God formed him out of the dust of the earth, and. Uh, but you can tell how close Adam and Edom is, and uh, this is kind of my speculation. But I think that uh, the Red Sea was maybe named because of Edom, because e- Edom goes all the way, you know, all the way down here is, is Edom, and so here in in God's judgment of Edom or Esau and, and l- l- let's go now back to Genesis and you'll see this <clears throat> let me see here um... <clears throat> let me look it up real quick Twenty-five, Genesis 25 and I, I think most of you know the story where Esau was the firstborn and he sold his both birthright to Jacob for some red pottage so look here in 25 in verse 30 it says, and Esau said to Jacob, "Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint." Therefore was his name called Edom. Everybody see that? That that's where God kind of changes Esau's name to Edom but it has a reference to do with this red, red pottage everybody see that and I, I really think that's uh, the little, the little uh, Bible dictionary I was looking at it said that the Red Sea got its name because of the red limestone or the, the red earth that was around there uh, so that, that may be true but uh, nevertheless Esau or Edom was uh, uh, his name means red. So l- let me give you just a little bit of a genealogy here. <clears throat> Who was the first Jew? Heber. Who? He, yeah, that the Jews got their name but the very the first uh, the father yeah Abraham so yeah Pat's right that's, that's where the Hebrews got their name was from Eber uh, a descendant of Shem but when you get down to Abraham and uh, who was his wives he had two wives We actually I had three but who was his wife it was Sarah that's who we named our uh, daughter after. And uh, what was his uh, hand? Her handmaid that he married, uh, the Egyptian lady, Ishmael's mom. Ishmael's mom. <laughs> it was Hagar. Hagar. <laughs> and then uh, after Sarah died, he married Keturah. But, uh, and so, Angie, what do you say her son was?
2: Is she married? He's married. Uh, A-E-L, I
0: think. I think. that got it. <laughs> and then the son of promise was uh, Isaac. And his wife, we know, was uh, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, two boys. They had uh, Jacob. Excellent. And, uh, and Esau. And then, uh, th- this kind of tied this together for me, so I, I hope, hope this is not too boring, but look at, uh, chapter 28. <coughs> of what? Yeah. I'm sorry, Genesis 28, yeah. Yeah, Genesis 28. <coughs> and, uh, and then, uh, Pam, I think we're back to you. Uh, verse 9. Would you read verse 9? Nine, 9
2: Then went Esau into Ishmael and took him to the wife which he had Mahalat, the daughter of Ishmael, <clears throat> Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajah, to be his wife.
0: Yeah. So these two ladies... maybe it's just one uh, so Ishmael he has this girl and uh, Esau marries <coughs> this Mahala girl and uh, these become the Edomites I, I mean, I find this very interesting. So, uh, so there, Jacob got the blessing, and Jacob has the twelve tribes of Israel, right? Jacob and uh, his wife uh, Rachel and Leah have the twelve boys that are called the children of Israel. Jacob's name gets changed to Israel, but on the other side. Esau marries Ishmael's daughter and these are the Edomite. These are the Muslims of today. These are the Arabians. This whole section. So, so they claim their heritage to Father Abraham through the, uh, the bond woman whereas Sarah is the promised seed through Isaac. And uh, there you are. Better late than never. Are you okay? Yeah. You guys like never miss. Sure. Uh, there we go. I don't want
2: to talk about it. You, you get a pass today. <laughs> uh,
0: I really was kind of worried about you, so I'm glad you're here. Sorry for the interruption. That's okay. So, yeah, grab a uh, handout there, and we're still on the, the front page of it <clears throat> toward the bottom. Um, so we anyway, we we saw Esau is Edom and there's a place of Petra there in in uh Edom this place of the uh red sandstone and uh and the Red Sea down here. And so uh we seen a map last week that that city of Petra is down there. And uh, we, we believe that that is where in the tribulation period that the day, the remnant flee to the mountains. It says they flee to the mountains. And that they are nourished in the wilderness for three and a half years. And uh, we, we think maybe God will nourish them with manna again. And some things that I've read, they, th- there's actually water here in Petra. And there's enough there's enough kind of natural housing for about 100,000 people right here in Petra. So it's a
2: secret place.
0: It it is it be, Yeah, it's it it's one of the most fortified naturally fortified places And uh, it was in.
1: It's called Petra, so it means city. So it's a it's a fortified city.
0: It is. It is. It's got
1: you know there's high cliffs all around
0: it. Yep. So they got full protection. Yeah. Can invade. Yeah. It's uh. So yeah we. (laughs) I mean, what, like I said, what I read, there could be up to 100,000 people stay there. There's a source of water. and It
2: makes me think of the cl- uh, cliff dwellings. In- uh-huh. I
0: don't it know. is like yeah. cliff dwellings.
2: And the pathway, to get down into
1: it, is this long, big, curve. You, you walk down a pathway between cliffs, and it goes, I don't know, for miles. Wow! And to get all the way down there, it winds and
0: you get into that city, and you're
2: Hmm. you're secure. And all you have to do to guard it is just guard that pathway. Yeah, that is good. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there a uh, wasn't there a war or a fight at one time where uh, they went up, the uh, Israelites went up? and stayed up on that mountain and then they stayed up there for like three and a half years, three, three and a half years
1: Hmm. and they I think you're talking about with Steve that that it's not down there, but it's down in southern Israel where they protected
0: after yeah.
2: after the Romans invaded.
0: And yeah. What, what, what's that? Oh, Masada.
2: Masada. Masada. Yeah. Oh, no. That
0: might be what you're thinking. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yep. About. And
0: and that lasted two or three years. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So what Pam's talking about. Uh, down by the Dead Sea is really a a naturally fortified mountain that uh, King Herod actually built some palaces and pools on there and some aqueducts to get water there. And uh, when Jerusalem was being destroyed by Titus of Rome around 70 AD after Christ, uh, a group of Jews fled to Masada and they overtook the people that were there and they lived up there and uh, it was two or three years, you're right and Rome had to actually build a ramp to get all the way to the top of the mountain because it was so well fortified so it's really, anyway We and I I don't know if you know this but even today, today Israel's special forces are called the Mossad You'll see it in shows. It's after Masada, right. and they still take their graduating candidates to the top, and they honor them with a sword or they give them a plaque. And it it says it says on the plaque what the the last person that died said on Masada. It's something about you know better to uh, something like. Better to die free than to live in slavery or something like that.
2: Because they took their lives. They weren't going to be
0: captive. Right. So when the Romans finally broke through the wall, everybody was dead. They killed themselves the night before. Better to die free than to live a slave or something like that. And so anyway, the Israelis take all this real serious so that that is, uh, <clears throat> that is at the bottom of your front page the teaching point there I just gave you the pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall because uh, these uh, Ammonites were prideful and uh, Pam and Emmet uh, we read in Ezekiel that whenever Jerusalem was destroyed they said aha aha Jerusalem is destroyed that serves them right those goody two shoes, God's people folk. And they were they were very prideful and if we would have read all that, the word pride shows up in there um, with the Edomites. So let's let's go to this next section, turn your page over. Did everybody get all the blanks? What
2: was that? Was
1: G? The, two blanks?
0: the Red Sea. Oh Red Sea. Yeah. Edom's destruction will be swift and will be heard in the Red Sea. Yeah good question now uh, there's some prophecy against uh, Syria or against Damascus let's read uh, so we're, we're back to Jeremiah 49 and somebody read 23 and 24 uh, Emma, do you, do you have that? Do You read twenty-three and twenty-four.
1: Uh, concerning the mass is, pain is compounded, and for can evil tidings. They are pain harder. There is sorrow from the sea. It cannot be quieted. Damascus is black stable and turneth herself to flee, and fear hath seized on her. Anguish and sorrow have taken her as a woman in veil.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's good. So We said before you guys got here that there's kind of a principle I was trying to teach this morning, just being insulated versus isolated. And we we said that you know God is not calling us to be monks to where we go live, you know, on a mountain by ourselves. He, He he says we're to be in the world but not of the world. We are to be different, and we insulate ourselves with the Word of God. That that is how we're fortified because, you know, Proverbs says that if we don't uh, rule our own spirit, we're like a city that is broken down without walls. We're very vulnerable if we don't have some fortification, some amount of, I mean uh, we're to live at peace with all men as much as possible Uh, so we insulate ourselves with the word of God so that we're not like the world. We we have hope, we have uh, a future, and uh, so what What Emmett read there, there's a, a prophecy against Damascus, and uh, that's up here in the north, that's up here by Syria, so Syria is what goes in your blank there, Damascus is the capital of Syria, but uh, the reason they're confounded and they're faint hearted, they're feeble, they have sorrows that have taken her, that damn it read, it's because Babylon has just made a highway out of their country and they're just kind of coming through the land and destroying everything. And uh, some people think that that's kind of what Russia is doing a little bit right now is using the Ukraine to kind of come down through from the north to make what they call kind of a land bridge. And so Babylon, instead of going straight across the deserts, you know, there's no water, there's no, you know, it's hot, barren land here. They go up around the Tigris River and they come up through Syria and Damascus. And boy, you know, uh, this whole army, we don't know how many there were of them, but just having an army go through your town, uh, it's its kind of uh, destroyed Damascus of Syria. And... Uh, Anyway, in verses 25 and 26, uh, Pam. In fact, why don't you read 26, or 25, 26, and 27, Pam Anderson? How
2: the city of praise is
0: that where you're
2: from? Yeah. How is the city of praise not left? The city of my joy. Her young men shall fall in
0: her streets, and all the men of war shall you be know, in that day, saith the Lord of hosts. And I will kindle a fire in the wall of Damascus, and it shall confirm the places of enemy. Yeah, so there's a key phrase there, uh, that day. And uh we say that anytime you read that in your Bible it's a reference to the day of the Lord that day it's a, it's a day of vengeance it's a day of whirlwind so there, there's a lot of references so there's there's kind of a end time here but historically that day represented the day that Jerusalem was overthrown and the people there were taken captive but uh... That Benadad that you read at the end of verse twenty seven that that was their king that was the king of Syria, and he had palaces in Damascus, and so he was if you if you looked up that word, you would find that other places in the in the Bible where Benadad uh was at war with other kings and so then then in verse twenty eight it goes to these other two cities, Kedar and Hazar. And uh, I guess before we get there, my teaching point on that Roman numeral 3 was another verse from Proverbs. Just boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. And, you know, it, it was shocking. You know, the people of Israel never thought that the temple would be destroyed. I mean, I know Jim has illustrated It would be like the white house or the capitol building was destroyed it's like we can't even fathom what that would be like i mean maybe you've thought about it but so there's a lot can happen in a day and uh i mean i think that's kind of what the rapture is going to be like it's going to happen in a day it's like wow time you know there's no more time to go to work and you know go to a movie or go out to eat it's it's like it's going to come that's why the very last verse of the Bible uh, isn't it where it says even so come quickly Uh, and so from our perspective the Lord hasn't come very quickly I know I was saved in 1992 and boy I thought we were at the end in 1992 well that was 30 years ago but uh, when he comes it will come quickly so it 's been two thousand years since the Lord was here, but when He comes it 'll be quick won 't it and so we we look forward to that we uh, but you know to them it was a dreadful day, the dreadful day of the Lord you know and um, so anyway, that was my teaching point, just not to boast ourselves of tomorrow we don 't know what tomorrow brings. And then in, in verse 29, this, this thing about the people of Kadar and Hazar, uh, Pam Jackson, you want to read 29?
2: Their tents and their flocks shall they take away, they shall take to themselves their curtains and all their vessels and their camels, and they shall cry unto them, Fear is on every side.
0: Yeah, and and honestly, you you may have a reference. I I'm not exactly sure where Kedar and Hazar are here, but uh, my my uh, point there was just the word kingdoms. I put the word kingdoms in there because uh, I, I gave my teaching point there was from Revelation. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, "The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever." So I just kind of picture in that day not not only did Jerusalem get sacked, but all all these kingdoms around that they were supposed to kind of ice or insulate themselves. Because they were uh, special, like like I said, they they had the land, they had the law, they had a king, they were a kingdom. Uh, God gave them work to do and priests to uh, do these offerings and worship, and God would take care of them. It was this promised land that flows with milk and honey, but they kind of squandered it. They were they were kind of like the prodigal son. And uh, the Babylonians destroyed them and destroyed all these other nations. So the so the word that goes in your blank is just the word kingdoms there. And then uh, the last section, thirty four through thirty nine. I'm not totally sure where this Elam is uh, either. <coughs> um, I think it was more of a, of a town. Well, it says it's a country. I, yeah, Elam was a country east of the Tigris River, subject to death. So I, I did read that, I guess. So it was a country. Uh, somebody read thirty-nine. Pat, just read the, our last verse here.
1: But it shall come to pass in the latter days that I will bring again the captivity of Elam. So
0: the Lord. Okay, so yeah, the Bible uh, even. Says that uh, that it came to pass in the latter days. And uh, Angie, would would you pass this out to everybody real quick? We got about fifteen minutes. Uh,
1: My Bible here says it lays east of Babylon and southwestern Persia. Steve.
0: Okay. Southwest of Persia and, and where else? Uh,
1: it's in Babylon in southwestern Persia.
0: Okay. Yeah, so that's maybe not one we uh, hear very often. And my, my teaching point here, if you'll look at my teaching point, at the very last thing on our section here, God brings again the captivity of several nations in the latter days, which is a reference to the tribulation. And Elam is one that Pat read... And Moab is one that we read last week. Moab, their captivity, uh, God brings again. And the Ammonites in nine six, did, did we read that today, 49.6? Uh, I think somebody read it earlier. It says, Afterward I will bring again the captivity of the children of Ammon, uh, saith the Lord. And uh, there's many references to God bringing again the captivity of Israel. And then uh, what I wanted to kind of end with today is your last blank is the word Job. And God brings his captivity again. So the, the, this picture of God bringing the captivity again to these nations Uh, Job is a type of Israel and so if if you look on the handout now did everybody get all their blanks? I didn't give you any blanks on on the second handout but I did what I'm kind of calling a scouting report on the Edomites but like uh, Pat said earlier uh, if everybody looks at their handout about the Edomites, the very top line there, the Book of Job takes place in Uz, and it's also the place of Petra, and the Pat mentioned Sila or Sila Petra is is in our Bibles. And uh, Pat, did you say that's kind of the capital? No, it's Sila means city. It does mean city. Rock, so it's a city the city of the rock perfect okay and there's three or four references to idiomia you might have seen that but but that is the same as the Edomites and you can kind of see it in the word Uh, it's like Edom Edomia And sometimes uh, the, there's places of the rock called Mount Seir. And it's place of the rock or Edom or Esau. And I kind of gave you some references there to the origins of, of this place. And yeah, I, Pat, I put that the capital was Selah. Which later became Petra, but, you, but I bet you're right, Selah Petra, the city of, of the rock. Well, yeah, so if it's a city, it, it became their capital. So uh, the Tema or Timanites, it's mentioned in, in the book of Job several times. This Eliphaz was a Timanite, but he was a descendant of Ishmael and uh, hey, l- let's all go to that Genesis 36 we-, we got 10 minutes here I don't know if this seems like a good topic for the vision conference we're just kind of plowing ahead with our study of Jeremiah so hopefully it makes sense and uh, you're getting something out of it Genesis 36 and somebody read 10 and 11 we're uh, round to you, Pat. Okay. Uh, so these, these are the names of Esau's sons:
1: Eliphaz, the son of Adah, the wife of Esau. Ru- uh, Ruel, the son of Bishamath, the wife of Esau. And the sons of Eliphaz were Timon Omar, Zephah,
0: and Edom and him. <laughs> sorry uh-huh. yeah, and verse 11 was, was that word Timon mm-hmm. uh, and, and that, that was in our chapter today from Jeremiah 49 was the Timonites or the, the city of there was a city of Timon and uh, your next bullet on your handout was just Edom is the name given to Esau after he traded his birthright to his brother Jacob for the red pottage And we read that already. And then you can see, I kind of cut and pasted this from another source. The name Edom comes from the Semitic word meaning red. And the land south of the Dead Sea was given the name because of the red sandstone so prominent in the topography. So uh, there was something from a Bible dictionary there. And then I put Edom is a name for the land inhabited by the descendants of Edom or Esau. Uh, we're right here in Genesis. Let's go to 30. Pat, did you want to read verse 8? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Read, read verse 8 while you're there in 36.
1: Uh,
0: that's Esau Mount of Seir. Esau is Edom. Yeah, Esau is Edom. And that's Mount Seir. Uh, now go back to 32.3. And uh, Brian, can you do 32 3? And Jacob sent messages for him to
1: Esau, his brother, to
0: the land of the country of Edom. Yeah. So, just re edifying biblically, this land of Seir is the country of Edom, and it's where Esau and his descendants were. And then I put on your handout other important Edomite cities were Basra and Teman. Those are in our Bible. The most significant mountain in, in Edom is Mount Seir. Its elevation of 3,500 feet above sea level. Do you know Do you know that they may Do you know where they measure sea level from? It's,
2: dead
0: it's dead the Dead Sea. It's the Dead Sea. It's, but what they were telling us when we were there they said that every year the dead sea goes down 6 feet or something like that so so this is a little bit of a relative number here this so dead sea level changes sea level cuz he showed us some lines on the rock and it was probably a 100 feet above where the water is now. And he's like, yeah, in the year such and such, the water line was here. So anyway, it's a little bit of a moving target. Um, anyway.
2: The I it, level, I mean, like, doesn't change anywhere else. I mean, they measured it and then
0: they... Right, right. So, that's I wanted to so like right now, we, we call... The football stadium in Denver, Colorado, Mile High Stadium, because it it was at least at one time, it was 5,260 feet above the level of the Dead Sea.
2: I wonder when that was. Yeah. So it's not the mile and a half high stadium now. I mean,
0: they don't. So it's getting taller. Yeah. They're not changing
2: that. I, okay.
0: I hope I said there. I don't mean to confuse you, but they said that, and then they were on to talking about something else. I think I was pretty sure they said like six feet a year it goes down. <laughs> it's, it's what I remember. So forgive me if that's not right. But anyway, uh, so this Mount Seer is thirty-five hundred feet. So it's. Maybe not tall considering Pike's Peak, but it's a pretty big pretty big uh, mountain. And uh, we talked about the Edomites were the enemies of Israel, all the way going back to Abraham. Esau married uh, two Hittites, so of Canaan. And then I gave you the reference, uh, Ishmael's daughter here and i think i put that other bullet point before i had that reference that i believe the descendants of esau intermarried with the ishmaelites too but when i wrote this i didn't have proof but i think that if you want to put uh, the genesis 28 verse 9 right there that's where genesis uh, 28 9 yeah and uh, anyway uh, Moses passage Moab but the king of Edom refused to give him passage so I think they had to go around Uh, Balaam prophesied that one day Israel would possess Edom that's in Numbers 24 Uh, Joshua established Judah's border to the west of the Dead Sea and the border of Edom in Joshua 15 so uh, that was under Joshua when they came into the Promised Land. Later, Saul fought against the Edomites. David conquered Edom in Second Samuel. Solomon promoted building a port on the Red Sea in Edomite territory, and developed an industry there. I think that was when he was building the the uh, the temple. And I, I put that it's likely that the Red Sea was called red because of Esau. But you know, it could be like the Bible dictionary said, because of the red sandstone. But anyway, both are true. Uh, the Edomites raided Judah, but were turned back in Second Chronicles. I think that's under Jehoshaphat uh, when. They played the musical instruments, and the the praise went out before the army. And when they got over the hill, they were they were fighting against Mount Seir and two other nations. And uh, the noise scared them, and they killed each other. And so, when God's people didn't even have to fight. You remember that? And then I put Edom became part of the Assyrian Empire around seven thirty six. Uh, I didn't even mention that but Assyria is above Syria uh, and uh, they were conquered by the Babylonians or no uh, yeah they were yeah and then after the fall of Jerusalem around 586 uh, Edom rejoiced so let me, let me take you to this reference and then we'll be done go to the Psalm 137 this will be the last one. Am I giving you guys too much? Is it? I feel like I'm saying a lot. Hopefully, they're tracking with me online. All right, Psalm 137, verse 7. And uh, Kaylee, we'll let you read the last verse today, if you would, girl. One 137.7. Yep. Remember, O oh Lord, the
2: children of Edom
0: in the day of Jerusalem. We said, "Raise it, raise it, even to the foundation." And uh, ju- just like, just like Amon said, "Aha!" In the day, Edom is saying, "Rise it, raz it, even to the foundation." And what that what that means is I had to look it up. It means to make it bare. It has to do with nakedness. Get to the very bottom. You'll know, flatten that town. So when the Babylonians came down and they conquered Jerusalem, the Ammonites are saying aha, and Edomites are saying rozzit, it. They're they're all saying yeah, get them, get them, Babylon. Well, next thing you know, Babylon gets them too, because. Uh, you know, they they were praising the destruction of God's people and, and their land. So, anyway, chapter that was chapter forty nine. Uh, hopefully, make some application there to insulate ourselves with the Word of God. We can't let any anything that defiles us into into our bodies. Our our bodies is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and the world wants to. Raze it, raze They want to destroy us to the foundation, don't they? So let's uh, let's pray. And brother Brian, I want you to close us in prayer today, would you, brother? Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, we just, we Father, we
1: love you. It's time to, to uh, study the Bible.